Let's Parent on Purpose. It's your podcast if you want to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. Hey, my name's Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me about 20 years of youth pastoring, parenting, and foster parenting as I share some tips and tricks and mistakes that I've made along the way. Hopefully, we all get better together. All right, today's podcast is brought to you by Jupiter Donuts in uh, beautiful downtown Stewart, Florida. Actually, it, it's not like they're sponsoring the show. I'm just running on uh, a lot of coffee from Jupiter Donuts and a Boston Cream Donut. So if I get kind of hyper on the show today, then you can blame or thank Jupiter Donuts. So I want to spend some time today talking about a topic that's kind of hard to define really hard to teach and even harder to to catch to actually to get uh, which kind of stinks because I feel like it's one of the the most important things that that one can have as a character quality uh, and, and that's grit uh, I've been going through this audiobook this summer by a lady named Angela Duckworth called grit and uh, she she describes grit she defines grit as passion and perseverance in pursuing a, a future goal over a very long period of time so grit is kind of that you know the Grit, that's a good word for it, grittiness, that stick to that gets you through things over a long period of time. And, and you, can, you can obviously imagine just how vital this, this is for our kids, that we, we need to raise kids that have grit, uh, especially in a society. And I think maybe some of the, the uh, I don't know, the burden that I feel towards this is raising kids in a society where from from birth, they've had access to uh, technology that has made things instant, easy, and accessible. So, you know, I, I can remember my son getting getting a hold of a, an iPhone at like two years old, and it was such a miracle uh, because they go from, you know, he was super, super busy, and all of a sudden he would just sit for the first time ever, and he would play Angry Birds, and oh, wow, how marvelous. He's so smart. He can play Angry Birds. It's a miracle. We have a future computer scientist on our hands. He's a genius. But the truth is these things are designed to capture kids' attention, to be super simple, and uh, and kind of like to then be a throwaway thing, uh, not the phone. It's actually, even the phones are designed to be throwaway things. So... The worry that I have is is we're raising kids in a culture where things are instant, they're accessible really easy, and they're throwaway. And and what can happen is because because things are designed to, to be um, learned so easy, whenever they start encountering things that are hard, they want to give up and they want to walk away. And like how dangerous is that when – like we know that to learn any real good character qualities, it takes time and it takes effort. And to learn skill to do things takes time and takes effort. And to to really learn how to be relational takes time and effort. And so what happens if they, they grow up with everything so easy that they they can't they can't learn long-term things. They can't stick with long-term things. What happens in their marriages when there's no grit when they enter their marriage? What happens in their jobs when there's no grit when they enter their jobs or when they, they start to hit difficult schooling and if things have always come easy to them, what happens then? So this has been kind of my thought process and one of those things that I've been mulling over for a while now. 
And and even though the word grit, I don't think, appears in the Bible anywhere, when you look through the stories of the Bible, there, there's stories of grit. Um, you know, how does this work out? You think of, you, you can't get past Genesis. You know, God tells Noah to build an ark, which is the first record of any boat that we have. Maybe you guys have never seen a boat in his life, and apparently it's never rained uh, anywhere. So he's building a boat to survive a flood. It's going to take decades and decades to build this boat and to finish what God's told him. And if he doesn't, the human race doesn't survive. Uh, you think about the grit to stick with that. You think about the grit of Abraham to, to be called by God to a land that he doesn't know and, and to wander around there and then to have 14 years, I, I can't remember, it's its maybe even a couple decades between when he's promised to have Isaac and when he actually has Isaac. I, I go to Ruth, I think of Ruth and how here's a woman who lost her husband. She lost, you know, she lost her livelihood. Her, her nation is in the midst of a famine. And yet she has the grit to stick with Naomi, uh, her mother-in-law, to stick with Naomi's God, who's the God of Israel, who Ruth didn't know as a child, to go out and to work hard as, as basically an impoverished pauper in a field until Boaz notices her, takes her in as wife, and then she becomes the great-grandmother of – or great-great-grandmother of David. So you just – think of Jesus, uh, Jesus who uh, in – was born into an impoverished family, born into a poor family, worked a blue-collar job, helped take care of his family after Joseph dies, and then endures the sin and suffering and shame for the world on the cross. I, I think of Hebrews 12 where it says, uh, you know, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely to us and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I finish each of these podcast with just a little encouragement to remember that this is not a sprint, that it's a marathon. Uh, parenting is a gritty process. And and I think maybe kind of what I've come to in trying to figure out with my own kids, how do I build grit in them? I think a lot of that is I need to model grit to them. I need to become gritty in the things I do. I need to, I need to pick some things and show long-term passion and perseverance for it. And I need to have these conversations with them. You know, we all want to have kids that are super smart, uh, super athletic, super talented at stuff. And and talent is important, uh, you know, and it's it wouldn't be fair to pretend like everybody starts with the same talent. They don't in any situation. But I think we live in a culture that has come to worship talent and uh, we – we super applaud somebody because they are so naturally good at something as if that's the greatest thing in the world. And I think what we've done in the process is we've stopped, um, we stopped really admiring hard work. You know, uh, take sports, for example. Uh, we love to talk about how somebody's so naturally gifted and naturally athletic of it, and we'll tend to, to put those as the heroes as opposed to somebody who really has to dog it out, really has to work hard at it. Maybe they don't show all the talent, but they've put in so much work that they get there and achieve. And, and in the same way, 
with our kids, you know, starting from birth. And I, I think about this with with my uh, first couple of children. I was worse about this because it felt like there was so much ego tied to to me thinking that my kids were smart, that we praised them too much. Oh, you're so smart. You're just so smart. You're so smart. And grandparents especially. And I know when my kids give me kids, they're just going to be so smart. But what I failed to do in the beginning was to to really praise their their hard work uh, and and the effort that they put some, towards something. So, you know, if, if my child would bring home good grades, I would praise, oh, you are so smart. Look how well you did at this. Instead of, wow, you, you must have put a lot of work into this to do this. I am so proud of how you worked. Um, this, this lady that I've been reading, Angela Duckworth, she, in studying... Um, in studying grit, it, it one of the things that really stood out for me from the book is she she came up with this little formula for success. And you talk about challenge. I'm going to try to discuss uh, uh, through a podcast a, f- a math formula for life uh, that you don't have a pen and paper. You're not gonna you're not going to write down. Although like it was really fun. I actually with the youth group a, a few weeks ago, I actually did this as kind of a math exercise. So here's her formula for success and I'll explain it. And I think maybe this would be one of those things that you, you, you think about yourself and you show to your kids and then discuss where it could be applied. So the formula for success, talent times effort equals skill and then skill times effort equals achievement. And uh, please don't fall asleep, especially if you're driving. Um, let me just try to explain this because to me, this was a light bulb moment. This was a light bulb thing to get this. Talent times effort equals skill. So everybody's got a certain amount of talent that they start with in any particular subject or any particular genre of life. So let's say musical giftedness. Obviously, we, we each have different musical aptitudes, whether it's athletics. Uh, you know, somebody who by 15 years old is six foot four and uh, has really good coordination and balance is naturally bent towards basketball more than somebody who might be five foot two and a little slow on the foot and maybe a little bit heavy. So, talent, everybody starts with a certain amount of talent. But then in any particular subject, any particular genre, any particular pursuit, they they don't have control over the talent that they start with, but they do have control over the effort that they put into that subject, that they put into that passion, that they put into that hobby. So talent times effort equals skill, equals kind of your... So, and this is over the short term. So the talent that I have times the effort that I put over a short period of time will give me a certain level of skill. But how do you go from being skillful at something to being really accomplished? Well, the second part of this formula is skill times effort equals achievement. So, you know, your talent is important. Whatever your starting talent is, it's important. And the effort that you put towards that subject will, the talent times effort equals skill. So let's say that I'm a talent of, of, uh, uh, let's say five out of 10 at something. And let's say it's guitar. Um, I'm a five out of 10 at guitar. So I'm, I'm moderately talented. I have a decent aptitude for it. If I put an effort level of one or two into that, then, then I'll be a skill of five or 10 over the next year of my life. But if I put an effort level of nine or 10 in that, I might have a talent of five, but my, my skill could be a 45 or a 50 
in that same thing with the same amount of talent over a given year. Now I have this I have this skill set, and depending if I will put that same amount of effort into it over a long time, that's what determines mastery. So you know, again, talent times effort, and and I think guitar is a great example for Jay Holland. I have a moderate level of musical aptitude, and when I was in high school, uh, I got interested in guitar, and I started playing guitar, um, and I put. Like I'm probably a five on musical aptitude, and I guarantee you I put a whopping like two to three over the short term into that. Uh, so you know what I did over the long term? I kept at it with a two or three. So I currently know how to play guitar chords. I can kind of pick out some songs when I hear them, and I'm really good at making up dumb, goofy songs off the top of my head. But I'm in no way, um, no way a master at guitar. I can't play with rhythm and sing at the same time. If you put me in front of people, it's like we're all uncomfortable and embarrassed unless I'm just playing a stupid, goofy song that doesn't require anybody to follow along. So I, I have a decent amount of talent to start with, but I really put very little effort into it. And therefore, I really haven't achieved much in it. Um, on the other hand, I think of some of the kids that we've had in youth who it honestly like it looks like when they started out, they maybe had a one or two talent. Like there wasn't like when they sang, they didn't have real good tune. When they um, when they played, it was rough, really, really rough. But they put like a level 10 effort into it. Um, hours of practice every day over over a couple of years and their skill just kind of shot through the roof. And so, you know, we've, we've really had the joy in the last couple of years of, of having this youth worship band led by teenagers in the youth group who are really skilled. Now, if here's, here's where the deciding factor comes. Now they have to decide whether they're going to put that same amount of effort into it over the next several years of their life. And if they do, there is no telling how good they'll be. But if they decide that, eh, you know what, I'm ready to just kind of play around and not really pursue it anymore, then they'll get a little better, but they'll basically sustain where they are. So talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. So basically what this means is talent is important, but it's not that effort is twice as important. Effort is exponentially more important than, than talent. And the great thing is you don't have any control over the talent that you're born with, but you absolutely have control over the effort that you put into something. Uh, you, you, the, in schools now, they're talking about uh, the growth mindset, and that's basically what this comes to is it's not, it's not a, whether you know something or don't, but like are you are you are you closed off to learning it because you think, oh, I'm not that good, I can't do it, or it's, nope, I'm not there yet, but if I keep going, I'll get there. So so how do I then take this back as far as um, modeling it for my kids and teaching it for my kids? If effort really is exponentially more important than talent, because sustained effort over a long period of time will help me be a master at something, how then do I go back and... Um, enforce this and then apply this in, in my kids' lives. Um, I think the first thing is I have to take a hard look at myself. Am I gritty 
as a parent? Am I am I gritty in, in my example of parenting to them? And so, you know, a couple of different places that you could apply this is, what does your spiritual life look like? What is your your pursuit of a devotional life to Jesus look like? Um, you know, again, I... I was kind of way better scholastically than I was athletically or musically. Uh, and and at finally, at some point in my life, I, I took that mental aptitude I had and I put it towards the Bible. And I began reading the Bible every day and putting effort in towards memorizing portions of the Bible. And so my, my uh, mastery of it really shot up because of sustained effort over a long period of time. Um, parenting. You know, we all actually kind of start with a different level of talent in parenting. If you had a really healthy home that you grew up in, you probably are just naturally a better parent than somebody who grew up in a dysfunctional home or didn't have a good model of a mom or didn't have a good model of a dad. If you grew up hearing Bible stories, being surrounded by good, healthy parents, you've probably got more natural talent towards parenting. If you're not somebody that's just overly anxious as as a character trait, you probably got some natural talent towards it, but are you putting effort into sharpening your parenting skills? Uh, you're listening to this podcast, so I would say to some degree, yes, absolutely, because people that listen to parenting podcasts want to get better as a parent. That's great. Are you reading books about being better as a parent? Are you listening to other podcasts? Because I am still very much in process in here. Uh, and then what about something else in your life? Are you is there is there some kind of hobby or passion or pursuit that like, look, I know as a parent, I don't have a ton of extra time, but is there something that you could show or model towards your kids of saying, hey, you know what, like I'm staying with this over the long term because I want to really get better at it. And then with your kids, what can you do with your kids? One of the things that they've noticed as far as once kids get into college, the the difference in those who um, really thrive and those who kind of fizzle out isn't their SAT scores or their ACT scores. It isn't the grades that they made in in high school. But one of the determining factors, and I thought this was really interesting, is like when they're looking at college or high school transcripts, Kids that were involved in some kind of activity over multiple years and showed some sort of achievement in that activity um, really tended to do better once they got into college. Um, so, for instance, the, you know, it'd be the difference in me being in speech club and chess club and playing one year of basketball and one year of volleyball and one year of swimming and one year of uh, the math decathletes. Somebody might look at that and say, oh, that's a well-rounded person. On the other hand, what that shows is somebody that, that can't stick with anything, so they jump from thing to thing to thing, versus somebody who maybe they were only in two things, but they stuck with, like, let's say it's rowing. Maybe it's not even a super prestigious sport, but they stuck with it for two years, for three years, and they they stuck with it long enough to achieve leadership in it, um, whether it was a yearbook where they stayed in long enough to be editor of it. Um, if you can encourage your kids to find something and stick with it, you know, the first thing is in, in their younger years, they might have to try out a lot of things before they find their passion. Don't let them jump from thing to thing, at least until they finish that season. If you start a season, you got to finish a season um, and help them build that short-term grittiness. And then especially as they get a little older and, and dial in on their passions, 
you know, you don't have to bludgeon them with it. I wouldn't go broke traveling with my kids to um, all of these soccer and volleyball tournaments and everything thinking they're going to get a scholarship um, and end up paying more for that than I would to pay for college. But if you can encourage them, find one or two things by your freshman or sophomore year of high school stick with it, commit to sticking with it for the next several years, you're going to help them develop that grit that they need to really thrive in in school. Um, These are just a couple things. I mean, there's tons of examples, and I look forward to hearing from you. What are some of the ways that you have found successful in developing stick-to-itiveness in yourself and in your kids? Um, And again, this is a huge matter of prayer. Lord, help us to have gritty kids Help us to be gritty parents so that we really can build kids that thrive and survive. So take this little stuff, uh, think about it, maybe write that little equation out. Again, I'll give it to you. Talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. Play around with some numbers there and see how radical effort does make a difference in here. And then figure out ways to share that with your kid. All right, that's plenty for today. I think the coffee's kicking in and I'm starting to babble, so I'm going to cut it off. Uh, Hope you enjoyed Less Parent on Purpose today. If you got any questions or feedback, please get in contact with me, jay at covenantfellowship.com, or you can go to the website, uh, read the blog on the same stuff, and leave some comments. Let me know what you would like me to cover. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a radio or it's a podcast ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. Check us out at covenantfellowship.com and come by and visit us if you're in the area. Uh, This is Jay Holland again reminding you that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So let's be gritty and I will talk to you soon.